Hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the you... good news? Have you heard the good news? Well, you're about to. My name is Sophia. I use she, her pronouns. My name is Kat. I use they, them pronouns. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. That was that was a start, huh? Um, I'm a, a little second. hot right now. I need to turn down my mic sensitivity. For a second, I was like, oh, is is Kat about to tell tell us something about their life? That they're changing their name. And I was all ready to be like, oh, my God, yay. But no, just tired. I mean, sometimes I also go by Dylan. That is true. I do know that. I have no, a name tag somewhere. To... Um, when I was working at a Halloween store, there were three cats. And so they were like, can any of you guys go by Catherine? And I was like, uh, no, thank you. I will go by Dylan. That was a weird voice Good. that I just did. Good plan. Um, okay. You do not need to remind me of the thing that I want to talk about because okay. I remember. I don't know if you heard the news. No, it's just news. It's not good news or bad news. But mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan has been named people's sexiest man alive, which like good for him. They are correct mm-hmm. on this one. <laughs> but I think I, I have beef with people. People magazines, sexiest man alive. I have beef with them. That's yeah. I don't like the concept. Well, no, mine is not conceptual. Okay. Yes, I don't like the con- yes, I don't like the concept, but I have personal beef with them, and that personal beef is that the first ever sexiest man alive was fucking Mel Gibson. Revolting. I mean, in like 1980 something. Different strokes. Um, if your stroke is anti-Semitism, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I, mean, I have beef with people's People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive specifically for that. Um, I think also like who who's who's making the decision here? Is it put to a vote? Who how I, do they nominate people? Hang on, I'm going to the Wikipedia page. Um, yes, in 1985, the first ever one was Mel Gibson. Absolutely <laughs> revolting. Um, let's see, who else has been named? Um, also, listen, 2017, really, Blake Shelton? That's who you're gonna go with? I, I like that they realized they fucked up with Blake Shelton because they did a hard pivot and picked Idris Elba the next year, which is also correct. He's a very sexy man, but also 2007, Matt Damon? Okay, apparently it's a reader's choice poll. Johnny Depp, twice. Richard Gere, twice. I have no opinions on Richard Gere. Pierce Brosnan? I don't know. George George Clooney, it looks like twice as well. I can live with George Clooney. That's fine. I the just... problem is, in my head, all of these people are just, like, old now. <laughs> Um, they're just old Keanu Reeves yeah yeah Keanu Reeves I agree with I like him they've only ever done it's, it's I Esquire the magazine you know Esquire did a um sexiest woman alive one year and then they got it looks like they got so much backlash just for having it in the first place mm-hmm. that they stopped doing it but good for Kate Upton for being Esquire's sexiest woman alive. 
Apparently, Idris Elba in 2018 was the third person of color to be the sexiest person alive. Yeah, that's also my beef. That and also they've never had an Asian man. That's absurd. Never once. And I'm not saying that I don't want to take away from the fact that they also haven't had very many men of color. And they've only had what? They've had four, four black men. That's it. That's it. Out of all of the... And only in the last four years. Yeah. It, it's... No, sorry. I'm wrong. Denzel Washington. Mm. I he don't keep Denzel... track of these things, so I'm just assuming... Oh, I'm right. looking at them right now. Oh. I'm literally looking at it. Yeah, Denzel Washington was nominated... Was, was Sexiest Man Alive in 1996. And then it went from... It, it, then there was a 10-year... No, sorry, a 20-year gap between Denzel Washington in 1996 and Dwayne The Rock Johnson in 2016. Like, that's People Magazine. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know if this is good news. I just kind of wanted to rant about this. If you wanted your Bachelorette update, um, they all suck, and I hate every single Mm -hmm. one of them except for one. There's one guy. No, there's two. Joe, if you watch The Bachelorette, I really like Joe. He seems really cool, and I really like him. And Ivan. Those are the only ones. That's it. The rest um, of them are all just like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man. I gotta be a, I gotta be a man. And I'm like, maybe don't. I also think sexiest man alive. Sorry, just to, just to dwell on this just a, a hair longer. Um... I think Sexiest Man Alive is hilarious because it's always actors. Like, it's never like... <laughs> what? It's true. Uh, David Beckham and um, they've listed... David Beckham... David Beckham's and... been in movies. <laughs> but he's not known for being an actor. True. But it, David Beckham and JFK Jr., who was just some um. guy... <laughs> But I don't. I, like, I, I know he wasn't. Um, have people submit just sexy people they know in their lives? <laughs> like I, th- I think that oh. should be an option. Just like, hey, everybody, this is my husband. I think he's the sexiest man alive. Oh, that'd be so cute. Hey, this is a million dollar idea. People Magazine, if you're listening, just saying. Let readers submit. Sexy men in their lives, with those men's permission, of course. Cat, um. just so you know, I've turned, I realized my mic sensitivity was really high. So at about this moment, you're going to go from me being pretty loud to me being now normal. Mm. So just for your editing purposes, just so, just, yeah. I had no opinion. I've had. I have no opinions about the sexiest man alive. Not really, except for that um, Blake Shelton was a mistake. Because mm-hmm. have you like looked at his face? How? And that Michael B. Jordan is the opposite of a mistake. Mm. Have you looked at his his face? Wow. Every time, it was it was Michael B. Jordan. Right? It was the guy who was so hot that a girl broke her retainer. Yes, it was. Michael B. Jordan in um, Black Panther was so hot that a girl broke her retainer. Yeah, not to, okay, not to, like, objectify anybody, but, like... He thought it was funny, so it's cool. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, have you seen, like, 
how can you look at how can you put, if you did a lineup of this mm-hmm. and you put him next to Blake Shelton, how could anybody pick Blake Shelton? Why? Why would anybody pick him? I I I'm heated about this. I just don't like Blake Shelton. I think. I think. Please don't. The please don't sue me, Blake. Dumb. The sexiest that man too. alive. Because there's. How do you quantify? Like I understand that it's like a voting <laughs> thing, but like how do you how decide many, who the nominees are? How many women? How do you how quantify many women break that? their retainer over you? So it's Michael B. Many, Jordan. So it should have been Michael B. Jordan every year since that happened. Yeah. Hang on, um, I'm going to Google how they pick sex. Can you, sorry, the lid of my water bottle won't close, but I need it to close so it doesn't spill all over my stuff. Hang on, I'm going to look. How do, how do they choose sexiest man alive? Okay, okay, okay. Inside, peoples. I hate how people is, is spelled in all caps. People. Um, People. Also, Dan Levy was apparently listed among the sexiest men alive. Not the sexiest man alive, but one of them. Mm-hmm. Which, like, okay, cool. It's like, okay, this CNN article starts with, hello? Okay, now we're good. Um, starts with hidden, hidden surfers, hushed closed door meetings, and a cover photo shoot. All part of the deeply secretive selection of people's, stop, CNN started auto-playing a video, and it really threw me off. Ooh. All part of a of the deeply secretive selection of people's sexiest man alive. Incredible. I guess it's, like, really a big thing. Hmm. Wow. I wonder at one point when they're going to change it to sexiest person alive. Because in, like, or I want to see the day, and then we can move on from this topic and get mm-hmm. to sharing some actual, like, good news. Yeah. Um. I want to see the day that they have a trans man as the sexiest man alive. Absolutely. Because it's coming. God. It's coming. Um. Not fast enough, but it's. Yeah. I want it faster. Someday. <laughs> Someday in our lifetime. That's all I want to see in my life. Is it? No. <laughs> it's one of them, though. Um. I would like to introduce a new segment called. Um. Reading the headlines of store like old good news stories that I chose a different story to read because there's so Ooh. many good news stories um, Ooh, that I, I find also have a couple that of I don't want to like necessarily uh, bring on the podcast. So I think every week we should read the ones from previous weeks that didn't make the cut that we haven't mentioned before. Okay, um, okay, I have I have one that I'm really ready for. Okay, do you want to go? You first? should go. Okay. No, I was going to say, it's so, your idea, you should go first. Dave Grohl, if you all remember from last week, won out over uh, life in anarchist New York City. I saw a woman drinking iced coffee in 57 degree weather. Okay, chaos agent, which is kind of a, a snarky <laughs> thing. Um, a record set, setting ascent of El Capitan, which is the first woman to free climb the Golden Gate route up El Capitan a 3,000-foot-high monolith in Yosemite National Park in under 24 Wait, hours. Wait, she, she free-climbed it. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the movie Free Solo, but I'm fucking obsessed with it. Yeah. And um, it gives me anxiety watching it, but one, in the good way. Mm-hmm. You know when you watch something that's just so stressful? Like, you know he's you know Alex Honnold is not going to fall off and die because he lived and mm-hmm. he, you know, whatever. 
but like but like you're just like oh my god is he gonna... anyway that's really cool though that's really cool. um anyway, why sorry. i love women who wallop which is an exploration of female action movie stars um mm. which big same and the view from another window which is all about new perspectives in th- these days um, cool. It's about so there's like a website where you can trade window window views with somebody. So you like upload a video of your the view from your window, and then someone oh, else can switch with you. That's really cool. And then I have a there were so many that I might I still haven't decided which one I'm gonna go with this week. So next Ooh, week you will find a... out which ones didn't make the cut. Ooh, okay. I have two. Okay, I have two. One from a while ago, and um, mm-hmm. I think we've made it pretty clear about our political opinions, but in an, this article is titled, At Least Four Boats Sink During a Trump Boat Parade in Texas, Officials Say. And this came out on September 5th, so this is a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I have is um, equally chaotic, but in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. 14 raccoons confront dad and son in an encounter that feels like, quote, the end of days. Oh my goodness. Phenomenal. <laughs> but I, I don't know if either of those technically count as good news. They do just, they do make me laugh, though. They do. They okay. do make me giggle. I feel like most of my articles aren't necessarily, like, good news, but they are very fun. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the election, it's a great segue into my first article. Voter fraud ruffles New Zealand's bird of the year competition. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I was like, where, where, where is this going? What is she (laughs) doing? You were like, I'm worried about this. Yes. In an article from Scott Simon and Emma Bowman from NPR, Um, Evidence of election rigging has roiled New Zealand's Bird of the Year competition after a case of ballot box stuffing has threatened to derail avian democracy. You know, um, (laughs) I don't even know where I was going to go with this. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Side note. in, in In a year... In an election year that has been riddled with not voter fraud, because there's been no evidence of voter fraud found at the U.S. elections. But, I want to make but, that very uh, people have been stressing clear. about it. But people have been worried about it. And, um, yeah. Where Goodness. were you going to go? What oh, I just say? wanted to briefly say that I made my mom listen to an episode, last week's episode, particularly. And she was like, this is just you two talking to each other. And I was like, yeah, does what were you expecting? Just, wait, 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 wait. Does your mom not know what a podcast is? So my mom listens to NPR podcasts and uh, scripted nonfiction podcasts. Uh, so she is not used to the, like, coffee table podcasts. Uh, I told my supervisor today that I have a podcast. I told my supervisor at my work on campus we were talking about like, oh, what are we, what are we up to? Because my my coworker was like, oh, I have to go get dinner ready or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have to re- go record my podcast. And my supervisor was like, you have a podcast. And I was like, yes, supervisor's name. I do have a podcast. 
And he was like, oh, what's it called? I want to listen. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's Here sweet. you go. No, he's cool. I wouldn't have, um, if he listens to this episode, hey man, um, he's cool. I wouldn't have given it out. I had a different professor ask for one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, Tim, you're my advisor. I can't be doing that. <laughs> Um, anyway, so suspicion began about voter fraud when organizers received more than 1,500 votes sent from the same email address early Monday. Each vote was in favor of the little spotted kiwi, kiwi, piku piku, I think is the official name. According to according to a statement from Forest and Bird, a conservation organization that runs the election, I want to see what the statement is. I am going to see what it is. <laughs> um, in case you were wondering, uh, we don't have any listeners in New Zealand yet, but I did just look at our analytics, and apparently, somebody in Russia downloaded an episode of our podcast. So, in Russia, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to whoever used a VPN to pretend to be in Russia to download our podcast. Because that's the only... Or shout out to the Russian listening to this. Yeah, if you're a Russian and you're listening to this, good on you. Like, thanks. I was wondering about our analytics in Ireland, too. You have friends in Ireland. Is it them or is it... I don't... I didn't tell my friends in Ireland about the podcast yet. interesting. We've had two... So most of our downloads come from the United States, two from Ireland, one from Belgium, and one from the Russian Federation. Listen, to all of our domestic and international listeners, thanks. If you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. To all of our international listeners, you're my favorites. Thank you. I love our U.S. listeners, but... It's extra um, special. There's something really funny about somebody listening to us in Russia. I really like it. Maybe we'll have to go do a live show in Russia. Oh, no. We had some technical issues. So we are here at Forest and Bird now. Um, It says fraud spotted, in quotes, in Bird of the Year votes. Um, 1,500 fraudulent votes for Kiwi, for the Kiwi, the little spotted Kiwi. Hang on. Um, illegitimate votes briefly pushed the Kiwi Papu Paku Paku Paku, there we go, that's how it is I couldn't read for a second, to the top of the preferred bird leaderboard but the votes have since been removed from the competition luckily we spotted this little Kiwi trying to sneak in an extra 1500 votes under the cover of darkness says Laura Kwan spokesperson for Bird of the Year hang on what was the bird of the year? I need to know what the bird of the year was to continue this converse to continue this article. I have to know what bird of the year is. Oh no. The bird of the year is the Kakapo. Kakapo? I think. The Kapako. Oh, yeah, the Kakapao. Kakao. Kakao. C-A-K-A-P-O. Kakapao. Kakapoo? Kakapoo? 
My cat is looking at me like I'm crazy. I don't think it's a cockapoo. This is so not how you spell pronunciation. <laughs> I just spelled pronunciation. P-R-O-N-O-U-N-C-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. I think it is a cockapoo. Wow, we're we're dumb. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for my microphone. Cacapo. 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 Not a cock. Not a cockapoo. Cacapo. Cacapo. Okay. Well, it is a um a fat flightless bird in New- native to New Zealand. That is the bird of the year. A good Incredible. Boy. They are critically endangered. Less there incredible. There are 213 individuals today. So go donate if you want to keep some birds around. Anyway. Look at their um, little faces. Oh my goodness. Are they ador- they're adorable. They're bright green. Um, and they've got this long beak that like goes over. I almost said over their mouth. That's not how birds work. But they've got, got funky little faces. Cute, he's got such a cute little face. Oh my god, I love him. Oh my god, they're huge. Yeah, they're really I was really imagining big. it much smaller. Because there were no, no people in the bird. pictures they're, I was looking at. They're a ground bird. They're enormous. Um, not that all ground birds are enormous, but... Um, so, back to our NPR article... Um, quote, it's an amazing bird. It deserves all the support, but unfortunately these votes have had to be disallowed and they've been taken out of completion, out of the competition. Forest and bird spokeswoman Laura Kwan told NPR's weekend edition. The annual event is more than just, just a bird popularity contest. The conservation group Forest and Bird runs the election-based competition to help raise awareness about New Zealand's native bird species, many of which are endangered. Hey, this is like Fat Bear Week. We should have covered this. That's This is excellent. It's okay. It's okay. Next year. Next year. Next year we'll have Fat Bear Week and then Bird of the, New Zealand's Bird of the Year. Incre- yes, excellent. Okay, I should put a reminder in my calendar. <laughs> Um, I can assume that people get really excited. I can only assume that people get really excited about New Zealand's native birds, she said, reasoning why someone would want to cheat. Mm. We are the land of birds, and we have some of the most amazing and unique species. The race isn't over yet. Guys, voting closes on Sunday, the day after this election, this election, the day after this episode comes out. Uh, But Quan said the disqualification immediately lifted one species legitimately to top billing, the kakapo, a rare nocturnal bird. It's nocturnal, known for its owlish beak and yellow-green coloring, and the only flightless parrot in the world. Oh, my God. They're I so cute. Oh, sorry. I'm wrong. It does. It closed. This article came out on the 14th, uh, so never mind. Voting. So this was the last voting. Week. Yes, voting is over, sadly. Tragic. Ta-ta, where am I? Where am I? I moved somewhere. They're and then so I cute. I like... <laughs> As of Friday, the Anti- 
Podian albatross, a critically endangered seabird, had swooped to the top of the leaderboard. You know what? I know about this because last year I voted. I voted for the spoonbills. Mm. I think that's what they're called. New Zealand. Sorry, any people in New Zealand? Spoon. Mm, bill. See, the spoonbill is exactly what it sounds like. It is a bird with a long, um, a very, very long beak. It's either in the pelican or some other bird family, and it looks like a spoon. Oh my god! Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, however, threw her support behind the black petrel again this year. Quan reported, listen, can you imagine if we had a president that weighed in on Fat Bear Week? Can you imagine the, like, I feel like it, it I don't know if that'd be a politically, all politics aside, whoever the president is, Vince Joe Biden, but, like, whatever. I feel like that'd be a, I don't know how that would play play out politically, if people would approve or disapprove of I it. I feel like it would. If it would garner favor. It, it would, would certainly become a story. Listen, I'm just sad Chunk didn't win this year. It's fine. I do love me a chunky boy, though. 435 anyway. Holly for life. She didn't win this year, though. She didn't. She got knocked out in, win- like, the second round. Ah, uh, 747-something I won, I believe. 747, the, um... I don't remember. There were all kinds of nicknames going around. Fat Bear Week winner. Okay, we're throwing it... Yeah, Bear 747. A good... A very good boy. Much like this... The the Quapo... Kakapo. Yeah. Um, the hee-hee, also known as the stitch bird, earned an official endorsement from, oh boy, from a sex toy re- realtor. The adult toy megastore oh extrolled the polyamorous bird, which boasts unusually large te- testicles and engages in face-to-face me- mating as the leader of the, oh my god, this is a direct quote of a sex positive movement among songbirds. Goodness. Just I'm when so I read this article, through this article ahead of time. Oh my god. Okay. In an honorable move, the 2019 winner, the yellow eyed penguin, has decided to sit out of this year's competition to let his winged counterparts shine. Okay, penguins, it should be... But penguins have wings. Or are they flippers? Penguins have wings. Penguins have wings. They do have wings. Yeah. Okay. All right. Despite the alleged fraud, the littlest kiwi still has a shot at the crown if it picks up enough votes. After all, well, we know it. it, We know it. Yeah. We know it didn't. Sadly. After the underdog species once made a stunning comeback from mainland extinction. That's cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, New Zealand. Here's another quote. If you if you really love the Kiwi Paku Paku, get out and campaign for the for them in the bird of the year. If we don't 
We don't um, want to see uh, any quick, more. Quick side note. My cat just tried to, I saw her like getting ready to jump up onto my desk. She did the little butt wiggle. She down her eyes and she tried to leap, but she was standing on a piece of paper. Oh, and so no. she just fell down onto her face like a little dork. We were talking about birds. If you really love the Kiwi Paku Paku, get out and campaign for them in Bird of the Year. We don't want to see any more cheating. The birds campaign manager. The, the birds, birds have, have campaign, campaign managers. managers. Um, Emma Rawson said in a press release earlier this week, as New Zealand's national emblem, the little spotted kiwi represents New Zealanders' value of Incredible. democracy, fairness, equality, Incredible. and honesty. This is fantastic. As with all of the journalism on this podcast, this is phenomenal journalism. I'm just looking through other articles that are on here, mm-hmm. and one of them is... This is just a fa- fantastic headline, and then we can go back to talking about birds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Joe Biden's dogs are named Major and Champ, Yes, right? we've talked about that before. Okay, we have. This article, Major and Champ are major champs in this election. Dogs return to the White House. <gasps> Such a good headline. Anyway, that was my article for this week. That was so wonderful. Um, voter fraud, but in the... <laughs> The purest fraud, form of voter fraud. Kind. Yeah, voter fraud, but the wholesome kind. You know, like like good voter fraud. The voter fraud we like. Not like that other voter fraud. That's bad. Mm-hmm. I do, okay. Here's the section of the show where we, where I read a headline to Cat. Just a headline. The middle part. Not the, the middle part. Um, here is also the section of the show where if you feel like sponsoring us, to advertise your business or whatever. Your podcast. Yeah, here is the section of the show where that would go. It would go right here in the middle part. In the middle part. Um, and also to all of our listeners, to people who keep downloading the podcast, thank you. We love you and we appreciate you. We would also love if you go went if you went to iTunes and left a five star review. If yeah. iTunes is something you have access to. Um send our RSS feed to a friend if you wanted to. Yeah. If if you know somebody who needs more good news in their life, give them ours. The good news yeah. that we're here <laughs> for them. Yes. Kat, would you like to hear a headline? Oh, also, if you want to tweet <clears throat> us articles or send us emails, um, we can be reached on Twitter at HYHTGN Podcast. And at Gmail on hyhtgnpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Those are the two. Um, anyway, uh, two-year-old Belgian racing pigeon sold for $1.8 million at auction last weekend. What? I guess that, that's, all the, <laughs> that's all the context I'm getting. <laughs> that's all for now, folks. Wild. Okay, I there's a you know that John Mulaney like we don't have time to unpack all of that, but let's just dive in a little bit deeper. Um, first of all, I didn't know racing pigeons existed. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, um, I've never. I guess. I guess. Sure. 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 
a racing pigeon. The pigeon that races. Also, um, can we just 1.8, at 1.89, so almost 1.9 billion, that's, oh, not billion, sorry, million with an M, not billion with a B, um, dollars. That is an insane amount of money. That's an insane that amount of money That is an insane amount of money. My cat has tape stuck to her face and she won't let me pull it off. <laughs> God, your cat. Can you rename Ella Fitzgerald to Rascal? This is not the singer and beloved Ella Fitzgerald, but in fact, my cat, cat. Ella Fitzgerald. I I don't know. I like I my favorite thing is uh, yelling Ella though Ella Mu, which is Greek. So Ella though means come here in Greek, and Mu is like an affectionate thing that you add on to the end of a child's name. So I go Ella though Ella Mu. And she comes running over because she thinks it means I'm going to give her treats. Oh, that's cute. Can I also just, okay. This is just because it's popping up in my window. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I want to talk about briefly, mm-hmm. briefly, Rudy Giuliani. Interesting. And the fact that they had a press conference at the Four Seasons Landscaping Company instead of the Four Seasons Hotel. Yes. Did you see Four Seasons Landscaping made t-shirts that that had gritty on them? It was gritty on a riding mower and it said, and the the t-shirt said, we are not the Four Seasons Hotel. Um, And they donated all of the proceeds to a trans youth organization. Okay, damn, if, I, if only I hadn't found another article. Uh, petition calls for Four Seasons Total Landscaping to be named to the National Register of Historic Places. Incredible. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. This is that's so funny. I also think it's really funny how they thought it was a joke. Yeah. They were like, like oh, the yeah, way- sure. We can set up a podium. They have a Wikipedia page. Incredible. <laughs> Iconic. I just, I, I just, this year's election cycle has been absolutely crazy. And we all know this. Everybody knows. Yeah. Anyway, Kat, should we move on to what you are reading for us today? Sure. Um, oh, there's so many good ones. I'm going to go <laughs> with, um, uh, a movie review. Sorry. Hang on. Quick second. The Wikipedia page is not about Four Seasons Total Landscaping. It is... Four Seasons Total Landscaping Press Conference. Makes sense. <laughs> it's a Wikipedia page about the press conference. Ah, this is the best thing that's ever happened in politics. Are you ready? Are you ready for some yes, good news? Sorry. Yes. Yes. Watch this snowball fight from 1897 for a jolt of pure joy. A viral clip um, of old-timey French people pelting one another with snowballs perfectly distills our current mayhem. It's my favorite film of 2020. Uh, this article is by Sam Anderson. It is, I believe, from the New York Times magazine. It might just be from straight up New York Times. Yeah, it's from the magazine. What year was it? 
Um, the snowball fight was in 1897. 1897. Surviving 2020 has meant living simultaneously in two incompatible timelines. There is, on one hand... The, relentless of the, the relentlessness of the present moment. Uh, now, 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 now. 2020 screams in our faces constantly, like a bullying <laughs> mindfulness coach. Oh my god. And yet we can still feel ourselves being pulled out into the deep stretch of history. We are so clearly living through the worst chapters of a civics textbook. Even as we suffer, we know that our hyperventilations and breakdowns will be archived and studied by some patient people in a saner future. And we feel displaced. We have become living fossils, ancient even to ourselves. Still, somehow, there is so much fresh pain. Over the last month, as a coping mechanism, I have been watching the same viral video over and over and over again. It is not a campaign ad or a supercut of triumphant congressional zingers. In fact, it is the opposite. A brief clip of old-timey French people pelting one another with snowballs. This is my favorite film. Yes. I'm I'm looking at it right now. I am watching it on my screen and I am transfixed. Yes. <laughs> I found this at like three I, in the morning. I can't stop watching it. Yeah. Everybody right now. And okay, knowing what I know about film history, this is a Lumiere Brothers film. So like. It is. Yes. It. Uh, it means that they went around and asked a bunch of French people. To have a snowball fight and let them film it. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's just, it looks, it looks like it, it'd be from like a movie about making movies, mm-hmm. like, a, like a movie about making films. And they're like, we're going to do any, sorry. It looks. One like, of my favorite continue. movies of all time is the, the train arriving at the station. There's just, Ugh. there's also, there's inspired by the train arriving at the station. There's so much stuff that's been done inspired by the train arriving at the station. Um, one of my favorites is a documentary. Like, right, it's one of the very first documentaries, like, right after Nanook of the North. And it's about uh, the, the mail system. And it's just this person filming mail trains for, like, most of it. <laughs> and it's so delightful. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't. Um, I can't get over it. (laughs) A tiny masterpiece. This is my favorite film of 2020. A tiny masterpiece that perfectly distills not only our current mayhem, but also, more profoundly, our baffling displacement in time. The footage was captured in Lyon in 1897 by the Lumiere brothers, who were among the world's first filmmakers. It was originally black and white, of course, and the herky-jerky and herky-jerky because of the low frame rate. But this snowball fight has been has recently been colorized and smooth, and the result is shockingly modern. The video is 52 seconds of joyful carnage, a gaggle of antiquated French people hucking compacted snow at one another's faces with terrifying ferocity. Although it's hard to get an accurate headcount in the chaos, there is something like 15 of them. Men in suits and hats and women in long puffy sleeves, their skirts protected by aprons. The combatants start on either side of the stately tree-lined street, but soon they end up all scrambled together. It's like one of those big battle scenes at the end of a superhero movie. A gracefully choreographed Mm. free-for-all. A ballet of annihilation. Fighters swivel and dodge and scoop down to reload. 
Alliances form and disband. Heads disappear in explosions of snow. Brave fighters suddenly fall. If you watch the snowball fight over and over and over, as I will do for the rest of my life, certain characters begin to stand out. Down in the bottom left corner, a thick man with a strong black mustache fires a cheap shot, a wild fastball from point-blank range that barely misses its intended target, a slim man who is busy looking the other way. The slim man turns, cocks his left arm, and wallops the big man on his thigh. <sighs> From that point oh, forward, this, these two are locked in savage, jolly combat. Oh. They reload and pelt each other multiple times until finally, overtaken perhaps by the homosocial energy crackling between them, the big man staggers forward and lunges to tackle the slim man like a bear attacking a deer. But once again he misses, the slim man sidesteps, and, grinning, shoves the big man into the snow. The big man pops back up, like a mustachioed snow zombie, and starts pelting the slim man again from behind. My favorite character, and the closest the film has to a protagonist, is a man in a bowler hat and a coat so long it flaps around his legs like the cloak of a levitating wizard. Sam Anderson, you are, um... The greatest the journalist of all time. The Lord's work. Sorry, I've been obs- I'm obsessed with the man on the bike. Oh. Who who's just biking through this, falls off of his bike, and then is is just trapped in this snowball fight. <laughs> and then picks his bike up. And then bikes in the other direction. He's like, I'm not going to try to get through this. I'm going to go back the way I can. I'm going to find a new way to bike through. I'm done. I can't. Um, he looks as if he is, uh, the, the, again, the levitating wizard. He looks as if he has just stepped out of a bank meeting. And yet he abandons himself to this childish street warfare with eager glee. While the other fighters stand more or less rooted in place, the man in the bowler covers a surprising amount of ground. He's a free agent, prancing around with lumbering lightness, entering and exiting clusters of people, galloping across the road, following his bliss, attacking willy-nilly with a funky sidearm toss. This journalism is very good. He seems this to take very good journalism. He seems to take as many shots as he gives, and by the end of the film, his black coat is thoroughly dusted with white. You can see the snowball's impact blasts as clearly as bullet holes. And then there is the bicycle. This is I, the I peak we moment of brutality. I knew we were gonna get here. I've watched this at this point the entire time you've been reading this story to me. I have been watching this over and over again. I cannot stop. <laughs> Um, I'm like almost in tears. This is make this this this, is, this clip makes me so happy. I can't stop. This is you know how we've been. I feel like I don't know if we've talked about TikTok on this show, mm-hmm. but like I sit on TikTok and I watch TikToks all, like all day long. This is the greatest piece of media. The greatest piece of media that is less than a minute long that I've ever seen in my entire life, and I. And I'm obs- I'm obsessed. It's it's so wonderful. Um, right from I the start, can't, I can't I can't stop looking at it, cat. <laughs> right from the start, you can see the cyclist coming, a small figure growing larger every second, gliding smoothly on an angle toward the fray. Before he even reaches the crowd, he starts to take distant fire, and yet he is determined to ride on. 
When he arrives, all the warring factions turn to unite against him, unleashing a wickedly targeted cyclone. The cyclist takes hard shots to the arm, the face, the back, the neck. Still, he pedals forward, hunching his back, spinning his long legs, a stoic hero intent on gliding through the violence, determined to reach the safety of the other side. But he can't. The cyclist absorbs one blow too many. He collapses like a broken toy. His legs fly up in the air, his hat lands upside down in the snow. Before he can even get up, the cyclist is pelted again, and someone tries to steal his bike. But the cyclist stands and rips it away, and then hops back on, abandoning his hat, retreating, pedaling off the way he came, taking powdery sniper fire as he goes. It is an object lesson in futility, in noble intentions thwarted, one man's vision destroyed by the sudden madness of a crowd. Okay, can I interject for just a second? Mm-hmm. I feel like that person isn't trying to steal his bike. I feel like that person, in my head, I like to think the best of people. Yeah. I like to think that the other guy is maybe helping him get his bike off Absolutely. the Absolutely. That's that's the vibe I got. Um, and then it, it, it describes a couple I'm other optimist. people. Um, I would really recommend reading the, the New York Times Magazine article by Sam Anderson to get all of it. Um, I just want to uh, get to the close. Uh, and yet it's hard across such wide gulfs of time to really feel this connection. So to watch this snowball fight, to see these people so alive is a precious gift of perspective. We are them, they are us. We too, excuse me, we too will disappear. We will become ex- abstractions to be puzzled over by future people. That certainty in the flux of 2020 feels anchoring. We are not unique. We move in the historical flow. The current moment will melt away like a snow crust on a mustache. Oh my god. In Lyon, this street from the snowball fight is still there. It looks basically <gasps> identical. The trees, the buildings. Cat, we have to go. What? Cat, we have to go. Absolutely. We have to go. We have to take a trip. It still looks basically identical. The trees, the buildings. I'm staring at it now on my computer screen, and in my mind, I'm already planning a trip, imagining a pilgrimage in some unrecorded future. Um, I'm going to look at images of, of this street. Listen, okay, there's a colorized version of it. Don't look at the colorized version. It ruins the joy. Um, I like the colorized version. Um, I don't know. I love I think, a black and okay. white movie, but there's, there's something very special because it's really, you know computers didn't. Well, I mean, obviously computers were part of it, but you know somebody painstakingly went frame by frame to make sure it worked. And the the effort that goes to restoring old film is in itself very I, beautiful to me. That's fair. That's fair. I want to go track down... Nope, they're all dead. It was from 19... 19- <laughs> it was from 1896. We should have a documentary. If anybody really wants to sponsor us and give us a documentary series... I would love to go track down the people in this video. The I don't ancestors know. of the people in this video. I don't know how we would. Um, I bet it's listed somewhere. Like, I bet the Lumiere brothers took notes. It's just so beautiful. Why would anybody look at any other media ever? There's no need. This is it. This is all we need. Get rid of the Oscars. This is the greatest film of all time. Can we give this film a retroactive Oscar? Can we give this movie an Oscar? This film, this piece of art. Sorry, I'm looking at the comments on it. 
Um, the top comment on this video is, dang, Bike Dude got annihilated. <laughs> um, I'm seeing... And then, and then the second top comic is only, and then in parentheses, 1890s kids will understand. Incredible. Um, not to, like, be like, ah, yes, the 90s, because I was born in the very late 90s. But, like, I've been thinking about a lot about childhood recently, and um, this makes this makes me think of, um, we used to play, so we grew up in the same neighborhood, um, as I'm sure we've mentioned before. Hello? Yeah. Okay, sorry. sorry. I was afraid that I lost you for a second. Um, no, just listening. We, we used to live in the same neighborhood growing up, and every summer on the weekends, people, like, for years and years and years, would go door to door any house with kids and be like, hey, do you want to come play flashlight tag with us? And Ugh. so we would get, like, all of the kids in the neighborhood would go and meet on one of there our neighbor's front porches. Hmm? There were a lot of us little rascals. There were so many of us. And we would gather on the front porch of this one family's house and we would decide who is it and we would play flashlight tag. And looking back, I'm not sure what the, the wind conditions of flashlight tag are. I think for the, the seekers, it's to catch everybody. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what well, the... Well, so it, it would always, it would usually reach a point where like we we couldn't, everybody went back to the starting porch and yeah. then we would just scream until... When the seeker gave up, we would just shout until whoever was left came back. And we would pick a new seeker and start again. Yeah. Um, Are you about to tell the story, Kat? What's... Oh, you mean, like, how we first met? Yeah. Uh, That's not actually where I was going. I was just, like, thinking of, like, pure childhood joy that came from, like, getting together with a dozen other kids and playing flashlight tag after dark in, like, random people's lawns and yards and whatever it's fun because there are a lot of young kids in our neighborhood now yeah i feel like we should i find being the only one who still lives there oh my god i don't know if my cousin ever plans on having kids but my cousin just moved to your neighborhood so like i know maybe if she ever has kids they can start the new generation of flashlight tag yeah i mean it was really special it was it was really fun. Wonderful. Cat, would you like to would you like to tell the story? Um, I mean, I can. Um, one of the first times <laughs> Sophia and I ever met, uh, we the little little kids would be assigned partners to play with, so like they wouldn't be by themselves. And Sophia and I were on the younger side, and I got assigned Sophia as my partner, and I was super duper annoyed because Sophia <laughs> had a flashlight that made noise. <laughs> Hang on, I want to see if I can find the flashlight online. It was a cat-themed flashlight, and when you turned it on, it would meow. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. It would meow. Um, and it wasn't like a meow, it was a like... Meow, it wasn't that, it was like one. In my memory, loud. it's like that. Um, I found it! Incredible. And also... I should note, Sophia was afraid of the dark and kept turning on her flashlight when we were hiding, yeah. which led yeah, us to be found. It's fine. Sorry it's, about that. It's, 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 again, it's one of them, them pure, pure childhood memories. My cat thinks I was calling her. 
<laughs> she still has tape okay. on her face. Baby. What a goof. Oh my there god, go. I found it. Incredible. The LGB 94969 Lehman Toy Train Meowing Cat Flashlight Car. In original box, I can get it for price not listed. I'm sure it has a price, but I just can't see it. Incredible. That is amazing, and I want to own it again. I, You know what? Maybe I'll go through my boxes when I'm home um, and try to find it. Because it, I did love that flashlight. <laughs> Even Goodness. after it, like, stopped working and, like, you know when you use something so much, even when you put new batteries in it, it's just dead? Mm-hmm. I kept it around because I liked the sound it made when it opened its mouth, too. Not the meowing, but just the, like, mechanical sound. Mm. It was a weird child. Weren't we all? <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Just bringing back memories. Do you, I thought you were going to talk about when we had would have snowball fights in my yard. Oh, that too. Because I had this, I had a driveway with a hill and like a front porch, like a normal fucking person. <laughs> God. <laughs> Talking like I'm, I have a special driveway. I mean, your driveway um, is special to me. We, we spent well. many an evening lying down on your driveway in the snow or rain or cold or hot, chilling. Kat, you ever think about how weird it is how long we've been friends? I don't know necessarily that it... What's, what's weird to me is most of my best, like, the, my closest friends right now, the vast majority of them are people I was friends with in high school, which doesn't isn't normally the case, I feel like, for most people. Yeah, I feel like the Rona has definitely had stuff something to do with that, though. Yeah. Just because they're the people that you were able to be around when everybody got kicked out of wherever they were. Yeah. And also, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like nerd kids bond with each other more than, like, non-nerd kids, you know? Fair. Not that we were, like, social outcasts or anything, but, like, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. We were nerd kids. We are nerd kids. What are we talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm clearly a prep. <laughs> and I'm a goth. God, wow, I can't amazing. stop watching I'm this gonna video. At, I'm gonna, yeah, I was about to say, I'm gonna go look at it one more time, and then we should, we should close, we should close out our, um... Our, our, sh- our show, our episode. I really I like really... all of the, the women like hiking up their skirts to run across the snow. It's just... I, that would have been me. It's There's so much joy here. They also... Listen, I know there would have been a lot of things that would have sucked about being a woman in, in 1897, but like one thing you can say about Edwardian dress is that it was warm. Oh, yeah. Like, these women are not wearing coats because they are not cold. <laughs> They probably have, like, multiple petticoats on and a corset and, like, multiple layers. They are warm and they're doing physical activity. Yeah. God. Kat, are you still there? Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at it and it's, uh, they restored it to 60 frames per second by, like, using smoothing <gasps> software. Um, Ooh. Which, like, 
brings it so much more life. Oh, like, I, I really like, like original films, and I like them the way they... Like, I love looking at old black and white films. Um, my dad was just going through my grandfather's film collection and kept being like, oh, do you want this, like, uh, do you want this film from the 30s? And I was like, yes, yes, please, please bring it. Is it on DVD? Um, oh, wow. I'm looking at the 60 frames per second one. That's crazy. I want to recreate oh my God, this. That's so cool. God, it's so. You just also the thing about it is you can tell, like even though it's being filmed or whatever, you can tell they're all really having a lot of fun. Yeah. Like if there was original sound to this, it would be cackling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So... I don't know if you heard me talking about how these women are probably very warm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We should recreate this. I call being bicycle man. You you want to get knocked off the bike? I'll be the person who helps you up. Oh. Um. So. Birds. Um, you, the good news. It was voter the fraud. News, <laughs> the good news this week was voter fraud for bird of the year. And um, racing pigeons. Racing pigeons. Some headlines we did not read. Some headlines we did not read. Um, um, fucking the idiocy of the Trump campaign. Of course. Four seasons total landscaping. Michael B. Jordan being the sexiest man alive. Of as, course. As is, as is his right. And old snowballs. Old snowballs. That all sounds... Well, that, that all sounds like good news. <laughs> Close enough. Something that'll make you chuckle. I, I think it's safe to say that you, dear listener, have heard the good news. I certainly have. Me too. All right. Once again, I have been Sophia. I have been Kat. <coughs> I was going to do a fun... We were going to do fun facts this week. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. At the end, my fun fact is that I had one too many cough drops and now my tongue feels weird. Ooh, fun. Um, <laughs> My fun fact is that... Um, oh, I've got a package from Chewy here. I just got a package from Chewy. And it's nice. cat food. Um, nice. <laughs> that's the good news. Anyway, you have heard the good news. Uh, catch you on the flip side. Catch you next week. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye.